you know, you, you might as well pee on a little bit of dead meat, right? His face when he clapped his hands on a clean white ass. Look, mommy, I made a beard. Mario took all your money, that son of a bitch. Sure, it's time for another episode of Geek Juice Radio. This week we got me, Alex Jowski. We got Martha here. Hello. And we got Mr. X. Did we go back in time? Because you said Alex Jowski. Yeah, it's well, Alex is short for Alexa. And of course, I mean, <laughs> you've been fluid forever. In fact, I came up with a term for Geek Juice people. I said we're sexually ambidextrous. I think that fits. Well, I work with. <laughs> <laughs> Three other women that are also named Alexis. So, at- oh, so I would just have to call y'all. Uh, remember uh, thing one and thing two, and uh, <laughs> I would just call y'all bitch one, bitch two, bitch three. <laughs> so there's an Alexis, Alexi, and then Alex. And no, you can't have an Alexi because I'm immediately going to think of Alexi Sale, and then I'm going to want to watch the young ones. Oh, I missed that show. <laughs> but anyway, the topic tonight. Um, well. You'll catch on what it is, but we're going to do some role play. And I don't mean like Dungeons and Dragons roll dice role play. And you also don't mean my kind of role play where it's like, don't make me have to whip out the black zip ties. No, no, this is more like the, whenever you're like like in training for a job or it's some like thing where they're like, let's do some role play. Like, oh, like, see, like sexual I, harassment role play. Like, see, because I thought, I yeah, thought role yeah. play meant, I thought role play at work meant I role played. That I don't actually want to kill you. Yeah, they're like, let's, let's role play. You be the customer, and I'll be the, the representative. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, that always oh goes boy. well. Have have me play the uppity customer. That shit never goes well. So <laughs> we're gonna take turns. I'll give you a, a situation and who you are, and you're just gonna try not to die. That's your goal. Your goal is to not die. So it's right. me growing up in the urban environment. Thank you. So, Martha, <laughs> okay. can tell real quick what this is, because Martha, you're up first here. Oh boy, I love being first. The date is November 28th, 1942, Boston, okay. Massachusetts. You're a young woman out with her boyfriend who just joined the Navy going off to World War II, and you're at the Coconut Grove nightclub in Boston. Okay. Coconut Grove, huh? Yep. Dear God. A busboy has uh, tried to light a match to fix the light bulb or something and everything's on fire <gasps> oh no yeah the ceiling is on fire and stuff here what do you do what do i do like what would i actually do or what do you want me to say i would do what do you, what would you actually do in this situation what would i actually do aren't you supposed to get on your knees and like slowly make your way to a door okay which door are you going to obviously the front door okay the front door there's only one front door it's a revolving door and it's stuffed full of people that are panicking I don't think you're going to okay. get through there. Place is really okay. burning up here. Oh, it's really burning up? Okay, well then we just grab a chair and we break out the side window. Oh, well, there's people that are already doing that. There's like a dude impaled on some glass and other oh. people on top of it. Well, then we could just climb the human body pile to freedom. Baby, burn. Yeah, this you start that, but then... Uh, burn, baby, burn. <laughs> burn a mother down. But then your Navy boyfriend is tugging you back, and his face is on fire, and he's asking you, where are you going? Where are you going? 
Well, as I watch him slowly melt away, I go towards the kitchen now, I guess, if I'm not allowed to crawl over the human body pile. Okay, the kitchen door's on fire, and since you crawled right into it, you're on fire now. What do you do? Oh, no, I I'm stop dropping and rolling. Okay, you stop, drop, and roll into more fire. You're dead now. Into my, I'm dead, I'm dead. All right, Mike, your turn. Man, man Margaret Hamilton just can't catch a break. Yeah. <gasps> your turn here, Max. So, November 28th, 1942, Coconut Grove Nightclub. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not allowed in, so I'm not part of this. Oh, no. We're going to stretch your imagination here. You're a Nazi spy in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, 1942 is kind of a clue, right? <laughs> You're a Nazi spy. Your name is Hans Hungus. And, uh, okay, you have to admit, okay, why did I immediately picture a Chuck Tingle cover of the adventures of Hans Hungus? <laughs> the Nazi, right. <laughs> you, you've just completed your mission for the Fuhrer and set fire to this club full of army soldiers. Oh, the humanity. Also, I'm just assuming at some point somebody said, what, your bills are overdue? Fuck you, pay me. <laughs> so, you're in the kitchen to make your escape here, but uh, you just realize the emergency exit is bolted to keep all the near-do-wells and undesirables out. So what do so you what do? What do I do? Um, clearly, I look at the most vulnerable people blocking my path. And I use them as fodder to get the fuck out. If I gotta toss them to absorb the flames, that's what the fuck I'm gonna do. Well, right outside of the kitchen, there's a woman stop dropping and rolling into fire. <laughs> yeah, last time I heard, this chick said, this didn't go to where I planned! <laughs> so, Why don't you just go ahead and, and spoil it, Jowski, you dark motherfucker? Yes, we're playing what I've called this game as mass casualty roleplay. Mass casualty roleplay. Yes. Okay. Coconut Grove fire was a mass casualty event. Four hundred ninety people died in that fire. What was that? What was it? Like six locks door. The wasn't there? I think I've I think I've heard about this because it was a real thing, right? If you're gonna do it uh, now, I'm just gonna warn you in advance. You you probably should have cleared a Juice World joke with me if you planned it. I'm totally not doing that. That uh, about to say that's a little that's a little too you know too soon. You know the the thing we always keep yeah. saying every time we see the twin towers in a movie. <laughs> All right, yep. But yep. I already know where this is going. Okay, Emmett Taylor, let's just get out the way. Let's move on. Yep. All right. Let's see if you can guess what this event was. <laughs> Martha. Yes. You are a successful Korean lawyer named Derek. Korean lore, really? Okay. Yeah, it's in the Americas, though. Okay, okay. So I'm a, a Korean American. Yep. Um, okay. Very successful. Like there was a, a virus that was uh, inhibiting people's impulse control, and you successfully litigated that anybody that has that virus can, you know, get off free, no criminal charges. Oh, I do like this. I like this very much. <laughs> yes, and so um. Your bosses, however, they fucked up and need a, a fall guy, and so they chose the the Asian. So <gasps> you're, you're getting. But fired. I'm American Asian. I'm getting. Yeah, that don't count. That don't count when the chips are down. You don't. Mm. You don't. 
only white until they need a fall guy. Yep, so you're getting fired. Fortunately, that uh, that virus has just hit your building, and the whole building is on lockdown, and you have that virus. So you oh, can no. do anything you want without any consequence. What are you going to do? And I know that I have the virus. Oh, yeah, you know. So it's totally guilt-free. Well, obviously, I'm going to have to start taking out my bosses. Well, they're up a few floors, so you got to fight your way there. We have to fight. Okay. Well, then we're going to locate a weapon first. What is what is my like surroundings? What weapon choices do I have? You're in an office building. Okay. So also, you're a woman, so you've got a shoe at least. Well, I mean, yeah. it's by other oh, wait, women. No, my they can use that as a weapon. She's a successful um, Korean lawyer named Derek. It's like wait, a Korean woman, a, a Korean silly. man. You're I'm a Korean wait. man I'm named Derek. There is a, a young blonde woman with you that you. Um, you just foreclosed on her business, but you banged her anyway because you know virus. Does she know? Does she know I foreclosed on her business? Yeah. Oh, and okay, you know okay. She but she's got the virus, and she's okay with me foreclosing on her business. So I guess I'm gonna have to grab a chair, I guess, uh, and break a leg off of a chair. Would that work? That works. And okay. I love that since you said Korean, and the whole time in my head, I've been hearing. Na, 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 na. <laughs> so yeah you're gonna make your way up there and yeah we're, we're we're gonna try to kill all of our bosses well you make it up there uh, and you, you know you're gonna find okay. your bosses yeah i mean and i am korean that gives me like natural you know karate like things right so i can definitely take all of them on it also, yeah, so I've been them one at a time. Like, how does this work? Also, there's a lot of mayhem going on in this uh, sequence I, right? here, Jasper. Yeah, there's just a lot of mayhem. A, a lot of mayhem. Um, a lot of mayhem. Girl yeah. you're with, like, rips the tongue out of somebody. Oh, wow. Do wow. Wanna, do you want to pee on him? You hated him. You, you know, you, you know, you might as well pee on a little bit of dead meat, right? Yeah. If you're going to pull anybody's tongue out, you want to pull out Dr. Tongue, that awesome Tom Savini creation that you really can't see as well as you should because of the sun's in the way in the title sequence of Day of the Dead. So you make it to the top of the building, beat the shit out of your boss. Um, okay, he, he decides, I see on to me. He, he offers you a full partnership in this law firm. A full? Oh, if I don't take him out? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. You know what? Full partnership. Uh, you know what? I think I would have to take the full partnership. I think that that get, that toes the line, doesn't it? And he he kills you. You should have punched him off the building. Oh, so if that wasn't Korean and you had said Jewish and you had said the entertainment industry, that would have sounded like swimming with sharks. Yeah, uh, that was actually a movie. Martha. It sure was. Was it? You know, the dead meat. No, Would it be the one we just literally mentioned while you were doing it? Talking about some mayhem and mayhem, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right, Mike, your turn. Okay, clearly, if you're not going to do Emmett Till, at least let me pretend that it's Madonna's tits reenacting uh, the Hindenburg crash when she was dressed for the Blonde Ambition tour when she jacked off on stage. <laughs> That would be interesting. X, X. You are U.S. Army Colonel Robert Hungus, M.D. Why do I keep noticing that characters in your stories have names that seem to imply their endowment? I'm just throwing that out there. So, you know, kind of like Affleck did in that shot I didn't realize in 
Batman v Superman. God damn, Affleck. No wonder J Lo came back. <laughs> so, uh, there's a there's a virus going around in in your time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Just turns everybody. Oh crazy. fuck you, Tuskegee experiment. No, no, that's this white guy. Okay, thank goodness. I was just kind of assuming you'd go there. This is a white guy that loves guns, by the way. Well, white guy that loves guns. Oh, that really narrows it down, Jowski. Thank you so much. Um, you managed to inoculate yourself against the virus. Omega Man. Yeah, you got it. Right off the <laughs> You gave it away, this humanity saying white guy that likes guns. Yeah, it's an <laughs> Not to mention we ripped that, you goof. I remember riffing it. <laughs> All right, Martha, back to you. Okay, let's do it. March 25th, 1911. Yeah, you keep teasing. No. <laughs> when is it? March, March what? March 25th, 1911, New York City. March 25th. Okay. You are a young Jewish immigrant girl. Oh, God. Oh, wow. You're 15 okay. years old. And you work okay. in this uh, shirt factory. 84 hours a week. You earn six bucks a week. 84 hours a week. Yep. Okay. You try to go out and smoke, but, you know, they, they lock the door so you can't smoke. Oh, no. And, that, that's um, not very um, fair. I'm just going to have to smoke inside. Yep. Um, but, yeah, yeah. No? Your boss comes by, and so you have to throw the cigarette into some scrap cloth, and guess what? There's a fire happening now. Oh, wow, another fire. And you're on another the fire. eighth floor of this building. The eighth floor of this building? Yep. I swear to God, O'Leary's going to pop up at some point in this goddamn yeah. scenarios. Wow, okay. So, a shirt factory fire a really long time ago, and I'm on the eighth floor? You're on the eighth floor. Mm, mm, I'm just going to have to light another cigarette. Just burn. I mean, we might as Just, well. We might as well uh, have one less smoke since we're on the eighth floor. Remember when McLean just kind of said, "Go fuck yourself, Hans," and just gave up. <laughs> yeah, nope. That's uh, that, that's kind of how I'm taking this one. So, all, all your colleagues are jumping out the window. Um, you know, I'm gonna look on. You wait. I work in a shirt factory. So why aren't we just, you know, using fabric? Why aren't you creating parachutes like why, these? Why aren't we making parachutes? I, I'm going to create a parachute and jump out the window. Okay. It doesn't really work. Do I splat? You splat. I splat. I'm terrified that Kitty Giovanese is going to pop mean, up in this scenario. <laughs> it's a shirt waist factory. It's a type of blouse. Oh, oh you could have told me what type of fabric it was. I was thinking it was maybe, you know. Something a little sturdier. If it bloomers, you wouldn't have to create shit. Just jump out there and wear the extra large. Because back then, extra large was as big as it was because no human beings were bigger than us because we didn't consider people bigger than that human beings. Yeah. Huh? Uh, uh, See, I turned into old Jowski. Remember when Jowski was really fat phobic? I remember. Oh, yeah. 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 There was a time. All right. Burn. I used to get mad because, you know, I love them chunky but funky. But we already know that. Right. Um, we're definitely going to have to turn this factory into OSHA. Yeah. You can't keep those they doors did. locked. Uh, yeah, they kept the doors locked. They had a fire escape. A bunch of people got on it, but the fire escape collapsed when you got like a... See, this is why most of us hate these motherfuckers on the internet. I came up with this great joke back in the day about OSHA fucking with the Empire. But now anybody can do that joke. Mm. Yeah. But now it's... I mean, come on, man. They literally have no handrails anywhere. It's like, they just don't give a shit. Do your job or not? We don't give a fuck. So, X, 
March yes. 25th, 1911. You're a white capitalist business owner, 60 years old. Am I about to hose down my unionizing workers that need to know their place? Well, you you own this shirtwaist factory. Your name is Honky Hungus. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> wait, I, wait, sorry. You said honky and hung in the same thing, so it's only a 50% chance you're correct. <laughs> yep. Especially back then, they didn't have the right diet. You're you're on the the tenth floor, and you get a phone call that hey, all the the Jew ladies are on fire down there. And you went well. That's gonna help our bottom line. Uh, there's some Italians too. They're burning. They're all all these immigrant women are burning down there. So you're really pissed off because on the one hand you're losing your workforce, but on the other hand, damn, it smells great. We have an escape for you up on the roof, Mister Hungus. Just step over the rabble. The rabble? I know you're referring to something really horrific that actually probably changed zoning laws, but the exact terminology I'm missing. Well, no, I, it is the, the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire. Is that what started, or that helped boost Let me guess, is that, what, is that what changed, uh, like, the laws about how people get out of these, these tinder boxes, as we call them? Yes, they put a lot of inspecting on fire escapes and that fire. God damn you, Paul Newman! You should have checked. Robert Chamberlain was full of shit. He was so pretty, he figured he could do whatever he wanted. Yeah, they uh, made it to where fire escapes, you know, exits have to be unlocked always. Oh, yeah, because remember on buildings, remember those, those, every time we see it in the movie where you just grab the ladder and it comes down? Guess what? In the old days, motherfuckers used to lock them bitches up because they didn't want you to break into their crib. Yeah, and especially in this one, they didn't want people to go outside and smoke. They wanted them to keep working. Yeah, guess what? I don't want you to have five minutes of respite from your hellish existence, so I'm just going to burn you to death. Welcome to your job. Although, interestingly, Honky Hungus, well, he was fined $25 for not having the fire escapes open. Well, 1911. I mean, what's that equate to now? I mean, yeah, 9-11, I mean, no one's ever going to remember that. those numbers, come on. Tori, he had another business that he, again, locked the emergency exits, and he died. Oh, so Rod Serling wrote his life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Rip Honky Hungus. Rip Honky Hungus. All right. Man, I, I just know that one of the most fucked up moments in history is coming up, and I'm going to know it. <laughs> I'm gonna know it. So, Martha, your turn. Okay. Let's do it. You're a well uh no no. You are a Korean businessman. You're Korean again. Why why am I always Korean? See, okay, why are you always so... making me nuts? Like he was putting these motherfuckers are waiting for me to to have an excuse to shoot me thinking I'm about to loot their store in nineteen ninety two, man. <laughs> you're on a train, you're taking your daughter to see her mother in Busan. You're a okay. really absent father. Your daughter kind of oh, scares you because you're always... Oh, God. Uh, okay. Train oh, can't God. stop this, station, this, but some... Yeah, this joke's about to derail. Some, uh, some guy hops on the train real quick and starts biting people. And those people Biting get up. people? Yeah, and those people get up and they're running around biting other people. Everyone's oh, no. on the train. Uh, what do you do? Okay. Uh, what do I do? Uh, uh, I lock me and my daughter in the bathroom. This sounds like... That worked one, for a bit, but then there's... This sounds like one cut from Less Than Living to me. 
No, it's it is you're you're on the right track there, X. Oh, I know one train of boo. So you lock yourself in the bathroom, <laughs> which which works for a bit, but then this other like asshole business guy rips open the door and is like, "I'm more important because I I do businesses," and he throws which you in your your daughter out. He he's trying to kick me and my daughter out. Oh, he does. Oh, see, you already knew the soft target. Bring the daughter in. Martha goes feral. Yeah, I mean, this guy, he already fed. We already know how y'all motherfuckers operate. Between me and my kid, you're taking a loss. He already fed a high school girl to a baseball zombie so he could escape. This guy don't give a shit. He punches your daughter, even. Oh, wow. Well, I think it's time to pull out, since I'm Korean, it's time to pull out some moves and start beating him up, too. All right, you're well, he's oh, oh, you beat him with your 800% markup in your local store, sorry. Well, you make a choice here. You choose to get bit by the zombies and let your daughter live. Does that work? Yeah, yeah, that, that's probably how it would go down. Do you know what? By the way, one train to Busan? No, it's just train to Busan. Oh, what train to Busan? You're confusing one cut of the dead. All right, X, you're a wealthy older woman on a cruise ship. Bell Rosen. <laughs> <is her. clears throat> Bell Rosen. Her maiden name is Hungus, though. Of course. <laughs> so Hungus is this is this week's Zendaya. <laughs> Apparently, you're a former swimmer, but you married wealthy. Uh huh. So big giant ass wave comes, knocks the ship on its ass. What oh my do? god! Oh, I swim like a G, and I die for everybody else, and I'm still impressed that those aren't special effects. Shelly Winters really did that shit for real. Shelly Winters really did all that swimming. Yes. That was a, that was our special effect. She trained for that shit. Wow. I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah, aren't you? Yeah, because once again, you still got old Jowski in you. You're calling her a chubby, aren't you? Well, well she was also old. Come on, man. Did old. you know at the end of Wild in the Streets when her son consigned her to LSD camp? Yes. <laughs> All right. 30 have to go to LSD camp. You obviously know that movie was the best. Yeah, that's yeah, and that's why I did the uh, Leslie Nielsen joke, because before he was known for comedy, he has the infamous line where he looks at the wave and all you hear him say is, oh my God, and you totally buy it. All right, Martha. <laughs> yes. 1912. Oh, gosh. Okay, 1912. You're a This motherfucker sure likes the, 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 the days we had selling and shit. Well, we really can't talk about the astral world or anything. It's too soon. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, the 30s, you can get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're a wealthy young woman. You're on a big cruise ship. Yeah, I wonder what this could be. Um, mm-hmm. Wealthy young white woman, Dana Hungus. Dana Hungus, okay. And they, they, you get a knock on the door that, Miss Hungus, we've we've hit an iceberg, so the ship is sinking. Oh, no. Please Put on your lifeboat. Please come yeah, with us. I'm... I, I'm rich, so I'm getting on my lifeboat. Yes, yes. Go ahead, step over the poor and get on this lifeboat. Getting on the lifeboat. You are free to go. By okay. the way, he's wearing a horrible wig, but he's pretty hot. You might want to make out with your guy one more time before you leave. Yeah, yeah. Come on, but we're gay dudes. If you got to choose between Billy Zane and Leonardo DiCaprio, we all know who we're picking. Yeah, Billy True. Zane. I mean, you could just, you know, convince them, you know, two for one deal. It's fine. <laughs> That's how it should have gone down. They both would have liked it. Go down in a spit roast. All right, X. <laughs> same situation, same boat, 1912. 
Man, I swear to God, if you bring up that goddamn shit that Watchmen did, the TV show, that bastardized show in name only, what was it, the Tulsa incident? Oh, no, we're not bringing up that. Yeah, I had a feeling even you wouldn't have the ball. I would have did it, though. But you didn't have the balls to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, X, uh, mm-hmm. so when the great Titanic hit that mighty iceberg, Shine mm-hmm. was in the boiler room eating some peas, and the water come damn near up to his knees. <laughs> By the time Shine had took a bite of his bread, that water had come damn near up his head. Can't you see this big bad motherfucker sinking? <laughs> what do you do, Shine? Well? I was drinking. Oh. <laughs> I was trying my best. You've already ruined one of my keyboards, Jowski. Yeah, M- Martha, you weren't there. I desperately had to puke at the end of the little darling's riff. <laughs> so he went, did you just vomit? I went, yeah, motherfucker! <laughs> uh, Jowski, believe it or not, I know what you're talking about, but I don't have the specifics. Sorry, you caught me off guard. I've been, I went to work and I've been streaming all day. <laughs> oh, hold on. Also, shine, shine, world, shine. It is a dead world and you know it after all. <laughs> well, let me pull up some more and see how, how if you get it yet. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> rush, you gotta rush that, Jeffrey? Yeah. So the captain's wife stepped on the deck saying, Shine, shine, please stay for me. I'll give you all the good pussy you can see. <laughs> shine said, your pussy's good and that is true, but if I'm horse down on 5th Street, I'd make an ass out of you. Got is this mother- Okay, I, I've, been let, I've been letting him ride with it. This, you as this motherfucker is reading Iceberg Slim, right? <laughs> no, you know who this is, man. That is Iceberg Slim, right? No! What the fuck is this I'm hearing? Is that Dolomite? Yes, yeah, that's Dolomite. Well, come on, same bold dip- Oh, I'm sorry. <coughs> same patch, different nigger. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Hmm. That's Dolomite. I'm about to get you, Martha. The shit don't change. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. You should have became way down in the jungle deep. Way down the in the jungle deep. Monkeys stepped on the lion's feet. So, Martha. <laughs> yes. You are the last living descendant of the once great Hungus family. Okay. Your name is Hume. Okay. Hume. Hume Hungus. Get it? Hume Hungus. Okay. And you're out there. Um. You're you're living in Australia. Oh wow! Unfortunately, okay. Australia has just having the absolute worst um, worst uh, gas, drought gas shortage ever. Like okay. really really, really bad gas shortage. And you're out looking for some oil, and you see a like refinery. <laughs> I'm out looking for some oil. <laughs> oh, God, this is a rape joke. And, okay. And, no, it's not. They tell yes, you. Yes, it is. They tell you no, you're ugly. Go away. You can't have her oil. So you- sorry, oh. I, I, sorry. I'm thinking of the second, okay. one, not the first. See, in the second one, it's a rape joke, and the first one, it's not. See, I already know what he's talking about. So, so you come back with your boys. Most of them are oh, gay boys. Okay. Oh yeah, especially the one with his ass hanging out. Yeah, and you gotta um, 
You got to talk to them, Martha. This is what you say. I want you to read it. Yeah, you, here it goes. You want me to read it? Yeah. This is from human. Okay. Okay. Deliver it. This is what I'm. This is what I'm reading. Okay. and politely. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You so want their guests. It's polite. So be very polite. Be pr- okay. Um, I am gravely disappointed. You hoard gasoline. You plan to take your gasoline out of the wasteland. We sent out this morning to find a vehicle, a rig big enough to haul that fat tank of gas. What a puny plan. Look around you. This is the Valley of Death. Nothing can escape you humongous rules. There is too much violence, too much pain. None here are without sin, but I have an honorable compromise. Just walk away. Give me the pump, the oil, the gasoline. Just walk away. Just walk away and put an end to the horror. I await your answer. Don't you appreciate the fact that even even post-apocalyptic villains can follow Robert's rules of order? Yep. Well, what happens here then is that um. a crazy little child wearing like animal skins jumps out with this boomerang and he throws it and it cuts off um, your guy's hand. It's a, uh, it's, oh it's, my god, he needs that hand. That was really it's, messed up. It's a future spawn of the Jowski clan. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, the that kid is Jowski. <laughs> <laughs> Did you figure out what movie this is yet, Martha? No, no, no. Of course, I have no idea what movie this is. Yeah, just just no. pretend I'm wearing a a, a, a diamond studded uh, leather. Th- oh wait, you always do that. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, but, but inside the refinery, they got this fellow named Max Roxatonksi. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, I I'm gonna get in my car here and help you smuggle away this gas." And he's got this motherfucker named Wes, who's got just the cutest little twink. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Wasn't that the first time you thought of the word twink when you saw that motherfucker in, in, in that movie? <laughs> and then when he gets hit with the little feral kid, then you kind of went, oh, he lost his twink. Oh, oh goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hume, Hume Hungus, he's got like. One of his henchmen, who who's wearing feathers and screams like a bird, who's got his boyfriend, who's just this cute guy. Just cute, yeah. Yeah, I forgot the name of the the guy. It's oh, it's Wes. Wes, yeah, Wes with a Z. Because remember, he presents no threat to Schwarzenegger in Commando. Let let off some steam, Bennett. Yeah. Same actor. So the movie's Road Warrior, Martha. Yeah, yeah, I, know I mean, come on, you know, I know this shit. Vernon yeah. Wills. Yep. Also, he's one of the bikers of weird science. <laughs> All right, so X. Mm-hmm. You you are a old white man, well, working in an office building. According to the internet, yes, yes, I am. Yeah, your name's Greg Hungus, I guess. Apparently, a bunch of these uh, suburban black motherfuckers that follow BLM think I'm an old white guy pretending to be black and selling us out because they some bitches. Yeah. You work on, like, the 75th floor of this building. Oh, boy. So I'm going to die is what you're saying. Yeah, you mm-hmm. a bunch of people chattering. You look out the window, and there's a gigantic pair of panties coming right towards the... Oh, wait. 
So I'm Robert Pattinson. No. <laughs> I hate the end of that movie so much. Which movie was I that? that movie. Do you remember, remember me? Well, you find out, oh my god, I've been paying attention to all the acronistic details. All the little technical details that are telling you this is taking place in the past. Which movie? <laughs> it's remember me, where it literally ends and the camera pans out and Robert Pattinson is on the top floor of the World Trade Center. Oh, right as the camera's about to hit it. I haven't seen it, but I know of it. <laughs> it's only worth it for the ending. It's directed by Ann Coulter. Oh, Alan Coulter. Oh, boy. I thought that was Ann Coulter. It's like, what? <laughs> well, she's probably got bigger balls. Yeah, um, it's a lot I didn't like, say that's positive. <laughs> like Final Destination, the, the, the last one they did. I wouldn't know. I only watched the uh, sizzle reels of niggas dying. And Tony Todd's parts, because he's awesome. Yeah. Um, Seriously, Tony Todd can make anybody's panties evaporate. The twist ending. I see you agree. <laughs> <laughs> I was Be watching... <laughs> so I was watching this thing on Shudder of the top 100 moments from horror films. Is it new one, or is it a revamp of that Bravo one? No, it's new. Okay, because you remember the Bravo one, right? No, I don't, actually. Really? I riffed that one once. Bravo had this 100 greatest moments in horror, and then they had 100 more great moments in horror, where they would interview a whole bunch of people and talk about their favorite horror moments. But I'm assuming Shudder just basically took the same format. It was that thing, yeah. remember when VH1 kind of... Oh, they're, I love, I the, love 90s. the 80s and 90s, and, and that feces kind of infected every single cable channel on the planet. Yep, it's the same format, but... Yeah. Tony Todd talks about a lot of different movies. Uh, not including the ones that, including the ones that he's in that are actually good. Yes, like Candyman. Because he's always good, but let's be honest, Tony been in some shit. <laughs> but oh Yeah. This went faster than I thought. Your your disasters and yeah. Martha, how many, Martha, how many times did he say that? You know, <laughs> frequently. <No. laughs> yep. Because of all the recent events, that's even funnier than people realize. <laughs> well, so the, the reason that I got into this rabbit hole of looking up all these things. Yeah, what fucked up shit sent you on this path? Yeah. I had to do this safety training at work. There you go. Oh, God. You had to watch some of those fucked up, we're trying to teach you to be safe, but I can't take it seriously. Safety films, I oh, take Oh, did it. you watch the forklift one? That's my favorite one. No, not this time. <laughs> we were learning about a chemical and how important it is to like take precautions with chemicals. So they yeah. showed us a video of, oh, what was it, Botol or something? Bopal. It reminded me back when I had to make sure all my employees watched this shit, and I had to, as politely as possible, say, but you gotta get back to work, so I'm finished. Even though 
this is about your safety, but I only got to protect the company. Fuck you if you get hurt. Exactly. They showed us this video about the Bhopal disaster, which was in India in 1984. It was a pesticide plant. Ooh, pesticides. Hey, the Indians? Oh, I'm sorry. I was trying to be sympathetic, but I know how they treat me and my people when they come to this country, so I'm indifferent. But the water mixed with <laughs> one chemical, and it exploded and sent, like, thousands of tons of deadly gas into this town, and, like, 500... Yeah, right? They're untouchables. We called them that for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, and, like, they all died. Like, the whole town. Yeah, no shit. When you have a subject of people you call the Untouchables, I'm going to look at you with a little bit of disdain. What can I say? They just called them the Untouchables to make them feel good. Of course they <laughs> did. And it had nothing to do with the fact to imply, by default, if I'm not untouchable, by default, I'm better than you. Because they are completely touchable. They beat the shit out of them all the time. They, they exactly. I, mean, I, I, I saw Gandhi... And I constantly keep going, that's a white guy in brown face. There was some <laughs> thing I saw about a serial killer that murdered like 30 kids in India, but nobody really bothered because he was murdering these untouchable kids. You mean like, oh, wow. like oh gee, I shouldn't go deep, should I? Did you blurt that out too, by the way? I think I heard somebody mention that too. <laughs> or, or like... Yeah, there was this little thing called the Atlanta Child Murders back in the day where oh, it didn't yeah. get much the right attention for some strange odd reason. I wonder why. And that, that Dahmer series touches on... Um, so I've heard. The fact that... Well... Also, quit lusting after serial killers that happen to be hot. Mm. Yeah, and, you know, because in actuality, the real Jeffrey Dahmer was not hot. No, but, he wasn't. But was. Ted Bundy was hot. But right? Bundy had game. Bundy was literally hot. Yeah, it came from Bundy. Based on the stories I've heard, Bundy had game. Yeah, and, and that's yeah. worked unfortunately. Well, and look at the pictures of him from back then. He he. There's yeah. a reason. Have you ever seen the Mark Harmon movie where he played him? Oh Mark, yeah. Mark Harmon nails him. He's mm-hmm. creepy as fuck. Yeah. Also, remember, Mark Harmon was famous because St. Elsewhere was progressive before progressive was a thing. His character on St. Elsewhere was promiscuous, so guess how they got him off the show? He got AIDS. In the mid-80s. Um, Damn. But yeah, on Dahmer, they really go... Into- <laughs> you started this, Jowski. Yeah, on Dahmer, they really go into the racism. It's- so I've heard. I mean, of course, clearly the racism is a factor. Also, don't front. You were more fascinated about purchasing those barrels and shit, weren't you? No. Actually, one thing that fascinated me in that series is because I'm watching it and it's just regular Dahmer biopic, but then it suddenly just decides to be about the victims and it caught me off guard because there's an entire episode about this deaf guy. Like his birth, his whole life, and it just ends with him meeting Dahmer. Oh my god, it's almost like a modern project realized... We have to remind modern America what the fuck empathy is. Yeah. Yeah. Because we do live in a world where empathy... I, did you see that I had to make a, a comment when Jane Leno got burnt? Like, I know you're tempted, but today ain't the day for hack jokes about Jane Leno. That's just, that's just rude. <laughs> make sure the motherfucker's okay before you start making jokes and shit. I mean, as soon as I know he's okay, I'm going to go, well, damn, I know you wanted the Tonight Show back bad, but fuck! 
But you don't do that until you know the motherfuckers okay. Yeah, past couple days I heard a lot of people talking about, oh yeah, so stressful working at a Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. Because of that, that shooting and people just suddenly joking. It was like, uh, you know, people died. Yeah, maybe yeah. we shouldn't be making jokes about that kind of shit. I mean, even you waited at least a decade before you crashed panties into into the Grand Twin Towers. <laughs> yeah. And even then was too soon. And even then it was too soon. <laughs> it's still too soon. We show that clip, people still freak out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I saved the, the clip. Shit, everybody saved it. Mystery editors throws that shit in every chance he can get. <laughs> Trust me. That aspect of you still exists with Gijus. Whenever the joke is, how far can I go? Uh, Mystery editors the one that's going to go, well, let's try. <laughs> Mystery editor sent me some of the old random riffs. Uh-huh. Because mm-hmm. I lost them all. And the two that were there was, there was the panty episode, mm-hmm. we were discussing. The other one was the food episode. Oh, the one where me and Charlie lose our shit where you made us watch a chick cut off her own clit, fry it up, and eat it? Well, actually, it was the labia she cut off. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Sorry. I was looking at <laughs> the screen, so I didn't know the specifics. 